Raj. Thus have I heard, once the Blessed One was dwelling in Rajagriya at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called profound illumination, and at the same time, noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way. He saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, how should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form. Emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye datu up to no mind datu, datu of dharmas, no mind consciousness datu, no ignorance, end of ignorance up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable, true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequal mantra, the mantra that comes all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Teyata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisoha. Thus, Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. And the Blessed One arose from that samadhi and praised noble Avokateshvara, Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and noble Avokateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and gandharvas rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. Cosa
The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Mount the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Holy Lamas high, wrap the sky of your Dharma bodies in massive clouds of knowledge and love, and let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready a shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide. Send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. Hidam Guru Radha Mandala Gamiratha Yami Yadanda Yedyanamla Yanju Madhu Dani Yazuji Nagi Jinyeji Bezu Namji Androla Benji Yadanda Yedyanamla 
Lodgeta so again, we are looking at uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. And if we look at it from the perspective of the outline, uh, we find uh, that it begins with uh, how to rely upon the teacher that is the root of the path, and then the second point of how students train their minds uh, after relying upon the teacher. Uh, and then we get to the exhortation to take full advantage of, le of life of leisure and opportunity, and then the actual way to or how to take advantage of leisure and opportunity. Uh, and when we get to the how to or the actual way to take advantage of this life of leisure and opportunity, uh, this is where we find uh, three specific categories. Uh, training the mind in the stages shared in, uh, past shared in common with beings of small capacity, training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and then training the mind in the stage of the path for beings of great capacity. So we begin with the section training the mind the stage of the past shared in common with beings of small capacity uh, and there are three categories the actual training of thought of a person of small capacity the measure of the training of thought of a person of small capacity and then dispelling misconceptions related to uh, the person of small capacity so when we get to the first category uh, under that uh, um, uh, training the mind in the stages of the past shared in common with beings of small capacity section, uh, we find the first point is the actual training of thought of a person of uh, small capacity. Uh, and then there are two sections that deal with that. Uh, the developing a state of mind that strives diligently for the sake of future lives and then relying on a means for achieving happiness in one's next life or the method 
to rely upon for achieving happiness in the future life. Uh, so that's the section that we're dealing with. Uh, and in that section, we find the two major, major headings of, car, of uh, refuge uh, and then karma and its results. So we're dealing with the section on refuge. Uh, and refuge in Lama Tsongkhapa's outline is broken into four categories. First, the causes for refuge. Second, based on that, the objects to which you go to refuge to, or go for refuge to. Uh, third, uh, is the way to go for refuge, or how to take refuge. Uh, and then the fourth is the precepts of refuge, or the advices related to refuge. Uh, so we're dealing with the section on advices related to refuge, uh, and that begins on page, uh, in the English, uh, 194. 192. <laughs> Chosen Nijitang,或者是些白金,那就是什么的,什么的,你知道,或者是些白金呢,注意一些白金,但是呢,注意一些白金,我就没有一些白金,我就是,我就是,我就是,我就是,我就是,我就是,我就是,我就是,我就是
because it's necessary uh, in order to uh, understand uh, the teachings uh, of three capacities, the Dharma for beings of small capacity, uh, the Dharma for beings of medium capacity, and the Dharma for beings of great capacity. Uh, in order to understand these uh, three different categories of teaching, it's necessary to have a teacher to give the instructions. Uh, so without a teacher, it's not possible to understand these three capacities, and therefore not possible to achieve the results of these, capac these practices, which which are the rebirth in the higher realms, uh, liberation, or uh, complete Buddhahood. So these results are not possible without relying upon a spiritual guide. Uh, so this begins then with the advice of relying upon excellent persons, and this is the advice related to the Buddha Jewel. Uh, the advice related to the Dharma Jewel is broken down into two categories. Uh, first, uh, listening to the, te the sublime teachings, and then fixing one's attention on them. Uh, so here, listening to the sublime teachings is referring to those uh, teachings uh, that are uh, explanations of, of, of what Buddha taught or explanations of it. Uh, so here, uh, any of the pronouncements of Lord Buddha found in the Kanjur, uh, the authentic Indian commentaries uh, in the Tanjur and other commentaries, uh, and, and any uh, of the teachings related to refuge or renunciation, uh, ethics or the mind that aspires to enlighten. Uh, so these are uh, um, the sublime teachings uh, that are found in, uh, in the major heading of the three baskets of instruction. Uh, so here, this is what we are to listen to, and what one is to fix one's attention on, uh, or the object of observation of one's fixation or f attention, is to be that which is an antidote to afflictions. Uh, so here, uh, there are various presentations that are given uh, um, by Buddha, for instance, if one has a, a, um, a greater trouble with attachment, then meditation upon ugliness becomes the antidote. Uh, uh, and if one has a greater issue with uh, hatred, then meditation upon love becomes the antidote. So here one is fixing one's mind on that which is an antidote to specific afflictions. So this is the uh, second advice related, or the second precept that's related to the Dharma jewel. So the first is to listen to those sublime teachings, and then the, the, the uh, second is to fix one's attention on to that which is an antidote to affliction. And then the, th the next category is advice related to the, the Sangha jewel, or the jewel that, of those who aspire to virtue. Uh, and here is to um, rely on them by cultivating a practice that's similar to or conforms with uh, those who are intent on liberation. So those beings of the uh, Sangha jewel or those aspiring to virtue are aspiring to achieve liberation or intent on achieving liberation. So liberation here is referring to nirvana uh, and uh, those who are going towards nirvana uh, we then try to emulate uh, or, or create a, a practice that is similar to them. Sajid 
Nebaka so here, um, the se- there now we get to the second set of subdivisions, and there are four categories. First, not exciting ones, uh, sensory faculties. The second, taking up the precepts correctly. The third, being compassionate toward living beings. And then the fourth, making off- strive to make periodic offerings to the three jewels. Uh, so we begin first with the do not excite your sensory faculties. So here this word excite uh, is the same word uh, or is the specific word that is an obstacle, uh, one of the two obstacles to calm abiding uh, meditation. Uh, so uh, for uh, fixed meditation, uh, there are two uh, um, obstacles, first excitement and second dullness. Uh, excitement is where one's uh, mind moves from its object of observation to one that is not intended upon. Uh, so this, uh, then, so here we're dealing specifically with excitement. Uh, so if we are, for instance, um, trying to just study the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, if we're able to fix our attention only on this book and only the w- information contained within it, then one will arrive at a very uh, clear meaning of the material. One will understand the material very clearly. But if one's mind uh, moves to other subjects and becomes attached onto other subjects, then one loses one's focus on what he or she is studying, and then this becomes the obstacle which is called excitement. Uh, One's mind straying or becoming excited uh, from its its object of observation. Uh, so so here, uh, <coughs> one's one's mind moves from an object and becomes attached to another <coughs> subject or another object uh, than than he or she is intending to focus on. Uh, um, so here, uh, this is the first advice: do not excite one's sensory faculties. Uh, so uh, it's about uh, drawing the mind uh, to a state of attention, bringing the mind to a state of attention. Uh, so if one is, uh, for instance, trying to meditate upon a deity, uh, and then one's mind uh, um, or, or, uh, becomes, moves on to an object other than that deity, then this is a, an obstacle which is called excitement. One's mind is straying from its intended object. And this applies to any other objects that one is trying to f- focus on or fix on. Uh, so uh, this is what is meant by excitement, and here it's related to one's sensory faculties. The next is take up precepts uh, correctly. Here precepts are referring to those vows or commitments that are found, uh, uh, that were set forth by the Buddha as ethical trainings. Uh, so for instance, uh, here the advice is uh, um, take up whatever 
ethical uh, um, behaviors one is able to do or one is able to. Um, so here, for instance, if one is able to uh, take the individual, has a, I'm sorry, if one has a wish to take the, uh, any among the uh, um, eight individual liberation vows, uh, and he or she is able to keep them, uh, then this is training in the precepts, uh, if he or she does so. And then the same applies to uh, if one is able to uh, take the bodhisattva vows or able to take the tantric vows and keep them. So here, the trainings here are specifically referring to those ethical disciplines that we find in the vows or the commitments uh, um, or pledges. So any among those trainings, ethical trainings set forth uh, by the Buddha. Um, so, and it, Rinpoche said, as much as one is able to do, as much as one is able to keep, as far as the ethics go, uh, um, or precepts go. The, the next is be compassionate uh, toward uh, living beings. Uh, here, the root of Buddha's truth is compassion. Uh, so, because at the root of Buddha's teaching, or truth, we find uh, compassion, uh, the advice is not to harm uh, a living being. Uh, so this is the reason, uh, harm a living being, uh, specifically uh, harm any sentient beings. Uh, so, uh, and then the, the last is to make periodic offerings to the three jewels, and this means exactly what it says, to make offerings. Kanga. So now we're going to uh, move on to the oral tradition. Uh, and it begins at the bottom of 193. Uh, and then there are two uh, uh, divisions related to the oral tradition. First, the special precepts and then the general precepts. Uh, so the special precepts are uh, what to avoid. Uh, what one should avoid doing. Uh, and then the uh, general precepts are the precepts that one should engage in or uh, what one should do. Uh, so literally what one should stop and what one should do. Uh, so this we begin then with the special precepts which are referring to what one should stop doing. <laughs> That <laughs> Sessions <laughs> 
so now uh, beginning with what to stop the prescriptive precepts um, in according to the oral tradition uh, we find a quote from the great final Nirvana Sutra page 194 in the English uh, and it says those who go to the three jewels for refuge come closer to the truly virtuous they never go to other deities for refuge uh, so here uh, this first line that says those who go to the refuge for uh, go to the three jewels for refuge come closer uh, to the truly virtuous um, so here uh, Genye coming close to the virtuous here is referring to uh, for instance the taking of refuge vow uh, so when one takes a refuge vow, those who go to the three jewels for refuge, one comes closer to the truly virtuous. Uh, so this is the uh, point that's made. Uh, and then it says, they never go to other deities for refuge. Uh, so here, this is referring to worldly uh, um, Buddhist and non-Buddhist gods. Uh, so this is referring to any among the worldly gods, whether they are Buddhist or non-Buddhist. Uh, so here this is stating that those who have a refuge vow and go for refuge uh, do not take refuge in any uh, um, uh, um, worldly uh, Buddhist or non-Buddhist uh, gods. Um, so here this is advice related to the Buddha jewel. Uh, so there are advices here related to the Buddha jewel, the Dharma jewel, and the Sangha jewel. This is the advice of, uh, related to the, the Buddha jewel and specifically what to stop doing. Uh, and the uh, advice related around that Buddha jewel. The next is related to the Dharma jewel uh, and the Sangha jewel. Those who go to the sublime teaching for refuge harbor no harmful murderous thoughts. Those who go to the community for refuge do not associate uh, with non-Buddhist uh, um, philosophers. Uh, so here, um, uh, uh, the Shiloka Chi, what is the Gabil Hajas Montana? And so then Lama Tsongkhapa will begin to explain uh, the advice is related to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Uh, um, so here uh, we find it in the final Nirvana Sutra. Uh, um, so first the advice related to Buddha uh, of not going to other deities. Second the advice related to the Dharma of, of non-harm 
and then third uh, related to the uh, Sangha of, of non-association with non-Buddhist philosophers. So here then uh, the uh, commentary begins. It says, not going to other deities for refuge is explained as follows. Since you should never even hold worldly deities such as Rudra and Vishnu as your ultimate refuge, what need uh, be said about hungry ghosts, about Naga, I'm sorry, what need to be said about Nagas and the local uh, divinities who are hungry uh, ghosts? While it is improper to entrust yourself to these beings without full belief in these three refuges, it is proper to merely seek these beings' help for some temporary religious purpose. Just as, for example, you would seek the help of a benefactor in acquiring the means of livelihood or consult a doctor for the cure uh, of an illness. Uh, so here it says, if it's not appropriate to go for refuge to a worldly deity such as Shiva, uh, then, of course, it's not appropriate to go for ref refuge uh, to Nagas or local uh, spirits or hungry ghosts. Uh, so, uh, um, and, and it's saying, but uh, it is okay uh, if one needs some kind of help or assistance uh, to ask for help or assistance to uh, these uh, worldly deities, uh, but look at them in the way that you would look at, for instance, a benefactor if you were asking for some assistance uh, for food or drink, or look at it uh, as if you would uh, going to a doctor where you would rely on him or her for assistance with medicine. Uh, so one needs to uh, cultivate this relationship uh, uh, with uh, the deities, just uh, the kind of uh, gods and beings just mentioned. Um, so when we look at uh, um, um, uh, uh, the worldly deities, we can divide them uh, in, into two. Uh, those jiten uh, Okay, so worldly deities can be divided into two categories. Uh, world regular worldly deities, jiten la tepila, the tepa, tepa. Okay. Okay, so extraordinary. Those who have transcended the worldly. So here. This is referring to those Arya gods, those superior gods. So those, those who are worldly gods and those who have, I believe, transcended the worldly. Uh, and here, when we look at the uh, five paths uh, and we, uh, we find them uh, inside or implicitly within this, the mantra in the Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge where it states, uh, Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisoha. Uh, um, the first two Gates Teata Om Gate Gate are referring to the path of accumulation and the path of preparation when we're looking at the five uh, paths. Uh, and those uh, um, ordinary uh, beings are, uh, who have not transcended the worldly are those who are on the, uh, uh, the path of accumulation, pr preparation, or below. Uh, so any being who has reached the state of the path of seeing, uh, uh, paragate, the path of meditation, parasamgati, bodhisoha, path of no more learning, is, uh, is one who has transcended the worldly. And this is referring to, if that word transcending is not exact, 
Rinpoche said it's referring specifically to superiors, Arya beings, those who have been at the path of seeing or above. So questions are asked then, what, what, who is Shugden then? I don't understand much about this. Kanji <laughs> ジョンドルチェバレス、ジョンドルチェバレス、ジョンドルチェバレス、ジョンドルチェバレス、ジョンドルチェバレス、ジョンドルチェバレス、ジョンドルチェバレス、ジョンドルチェバレス、ジョン
the door, subject Dorje Shugden is not the Dharma jewel uh, because uh, he, uh, uh, he is a spirit. So he's not the uh, Buddha, he's a spirit. He's not the Dharma jewel because he's a spirit. He's not the Sangha jewel or those aspiring to virtue because he is a spirit. Uh, so uh, if the being is a spirit, he or she is necessarily not a Buddha, is not a Dharma, is not a Sangha. So then the question is, uh, is this a Buddhist god or a non-Buddhist god? Uh, and then if it does, if it's a, uh, a Buddhist, I'm sorry, is this a Buddhist worldly god or a non-Buddhist worldly god? And if this falls categorically into neither, then it's necessarily, uh, because it's a spirit, it falls categorically under a hungry ghost. Uh, so when we would look at what uh, we would state the spirit is, if it's not a Buddhist or non-Buddhist god, because it's a spirit, it's necessarily uh, a hungry ghost. When the sun shines, the owl cannot see. Uh, so there's a quote from Sakipendita Sak yeah. uh, that says when the sun when the, the sun shines the the owl owl can't see I don't know I, just, I don't know I can't yeah? It's their eyesight. They're, they're used to okay. They're nocturnal. They're nocturnal. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So uh, when the sun shines, the owl can't see. Uh, uh, so this is a uh, uh, quote from Sakya Pandita uh, relating it to these spirits and so forth. What <laughs> So then we have a doubt. We have to uh, say uh, if it is not the Buddha jewel, if it's not the Dharma jewel, if it's not the Sangha jewel, then is it a worldly Buddhist god, worldly non-Buddhist god? Uh, if it's a spirit, where does it fall within the six realms of cyclic existence? And, and when we uh, look, we find the hungry ghost realm. So this is something we have to doubt and think about. Or it's like doubt, but it's thinking about it. I know I've said it before, but it's like think about this. No, like I just don't like I just don't like John Rowa. Then you are that can you this. Not to one 
so here it says the, the reason then uh, goes back to the quote from the final Nirvana Sutra that says those who go to refuge go to the three jewels for refuge come closer to the truly virtuous they never go to other deities for refuge uh, so this is then where this this doubts occur re- related to these uh, other uh, deities are they gods or are they not gods etc Uh, So, if it is or isn't, what's important is that we know what the nature of this point is, what the point being made here is. So here Jay Rinpoche states again, since you should not even hold worldly deities such as Rudra, Vishnu as your ultimate refuge, what need be said about Nagas and the local divinities who are uh, local spirits, uh, who are hungry ghosts? While it is improper to entrust yourself to these beings without full belief in the three refuges, it is proper to fairly seek these beings' help for temporary religious purpose, just as, for example, you would seek the help of a benefactor in acquiring the means of livelihood or consult a doctor to cure uh, for the cure of an illness. So here it's saying that one can't go for refuge to these deities, but it's okay to ask for some help, ask for some assistance, and look at it in the way one would a doctor or other examples. <laughs> So that first was related to the Buddha jewel. The second prescriptive precept relates to the Dharma jewel. It says, entails refraining from doing harm or injury to living beings through uh, thought or deed. This includes actions such as beating or threatening, binding, imprisoning, or also imprisoning could be laying in wait, or nose-piercing and overburdening animals, uh, overburdening humans, animals, and so forth. Uh, so here, this is putting any kind of harm uh, on a sentient being uh, uh, is to be stopped. So harming sentient beings is to be stopped. And that's related to the Dharma jewel. <laughs> Conjunction 
The next uh, um, deals with uh, what to avoid or what to stop related to the, uh, the Sangha jewel or those aspiring to virtue. It says the third proscriptive precept entails not agreeing with those who do not believe in the three jewels as refuge uh, and who repudiate them. So the clarification here is that one does not uh, stay away from or keep from befriending a non-Buddhist. It's not agreeing with their assertions that go against the three jewels. There is no Buddha, Dharma, Sangha. There is no rebirth. There is no karma and its results. So it's then not being swayed by uh, their relationship with you. Uh, so here, this is the uh, advice of what to stop. Uh, and that's specifically um, having one's mind swayed or turning towards their beliefs uh, or agreeing with their beliefs. But one can befriend them, uh, but it uh, he or she, if if he or she is uh, going for refuge, one should not agree with the person uh, who is against the the, the Buddhism. That gabi laja guru tova teli jimbare, that dubi laja jago tova, dubi laja, dubi laja sones, dubi laja sonta, sanje kunchu lacha sone dubi laja, chhu kunchu lacha sone dubi laja, ganu kunchu lacha sone dubi laja sone yungrova, dubi laja sones. ตาตามบ่สาจิกุจุละจอสุดุบิลาจะกันกันดูกูเรซะนาสาจิจุกุจุสาจิจุกุจุเรมิเตบาเรบิเรมิเตบาเลเนจินดาชิลาอ๋อ
the friendly letter says. So Nagarjuna's uh, friendly letter, letter to a friend. Just as the learned worship an image of the Sugata, whatever is made of even wood. Uh, so here, uh, one should not uh, comment, uh, for instance, so here it says the first is to treat images of the Buddha. So images could be translated as paintings or uh, drawings or art. Uh, so if we look at it from the perspective of uh, uh, a piece of artwork such as a uh, tanka. Uh, one should not comment and say, oh, uh, this is misshapen or this form isn't correct or this color isn't as good as another color and this is of medium quality, this is good quality. Uh, one shouldn't, uh, when looking at a statue, uh, say, oh, this is uh, worth more because it's made of gold or silver. Uh, one should look at uh, all images uh, with respect and reverence w without differentiating uh, between them related to the quality of, of, of uh, uh, the, the depiction. Um, but it is okay to state that the artist uh, uh, was maybe of me uh, good, medium, or small uh, skill. Uh, so you can comment on the artist <coughs> the actual tanka or who made the statue, but not to uh, comment on the image itself. Uh, so here, not to comment on the color, the shape, the uh, um, uh, etc. Uh, so one, uh, uh, and then it says in the friendly letter, just as the learned worship an image of the Sugata, what is ever made of wood, uh, whatever it is made of, even wood. Uh, so whatever the material that is made of, it is of equal value because it's an image of the Buddha. Uh, and one shouldn't differentiate between them. What the so here um, we it speaks of uh, not disrespecting them or treating them with contempt by putting them in a dishonorable place or pawning them. Uh, so here the motivation is very important uh, when it's related to, it says not disrespecting them or treating them with contempt. Uh, and here this, uh, it says putting them in a, a bad place, putting them somewhere disrespectful, or pawning them or, or selling them. And Rinpoche said it's very important uh, to um, look at what the motivation is behind the selling of, uh, of certain things. Uh, so, for instance, Nalanda Monastery had a library, and at that library, if people needed books, Nalanda Monastery sold the books to the people. Um, so the motivation there was to be of benefit, not for personal gain, not, not for one's, uh, one's own benefit, was to make the books available. So if someone is in a place where there are no books available, and then has to, because there's no uh, books available, provide them to people, um, then if the motivation is to make sure that these books are provided, 
then it, it's uh, um, beneficial. Um, but one can't have the motiv motivation of, for one's own gain. Uh, so one can't be uh, selling these things, selling books, to gain something for oneself. Uh, so it has to be for the benefit. Uh, so the motivation itself behind it is what's very important. And then uh, the example of Nalanda Monastery itself actually selling books uh, um, was, was given. So we find the example related to this of where a statue had fallen into the mud uh, and a passerby came by it, and it started to rain. Uh, and he saw this statue in the mud uh, and it was getting rained on. Uh, and he put his shoe over it to cover it up. Um, uh, um, uh, to cover it up, to keep it from getting rained on. Uh, and then another passerby came and saw that the statue was covered with a shoe and took the shoe off it because he felt it disrespectful to cover up a statue of the Buddha with a shoe. And when the Buddha was asked uh, which <coughs> was a more virtuous action, he said they were equally beneficial because the motivation was equally of benefit. Uh, the motivation behind putting the shoe over the statue and the motivation behind removing the shoe uh, from the statue were equally beneficial. And just going back to uh, the um, uh, advices related to the Sangha jewel, Rinpoche once again gave the example of that uh, one befriends a cat, for instance, but then doesn't become uh, following their ways. Uh, so it, similar to this. So look at an image of the Buddha and say there's a fault with that, then that's not good. Less related to this we find a quote from the uh, uh, I was knew that this was what is it exegesis what is it exegesis exegesis of the discipline it's from the Vinaya uh, Sutra a section of the Vinaya Sutra uh, and it says relates how Manava Kapila who slandered the community of learners and those who have no more to learn in 18 different ways, saying, for example, what you know of the teaching or non, uh, what do you know of the teaching or non-teaching, or what do you know of Dharma and non-Dharma? Elephant head uh, was born as a monstrous fish with 18 different heads, remaining an animal, 
uh, from the time of uh, teacher Kashapa until the time of King of Shakyas, uh, uh, the Buddha. Um, so here, this is the story of uh, uh, a non-Buddhist who went to debate Buddhists and, and insulted them in 18 different ways. So uh, those uh, learners uh, and those with no more uh, to learn. Uh, so those in the community of, uh, of uh, Aryas and uh, those Aryas with no more to learn. Uh, so he made 18 different insults by calling uh, the person uh, 18 different animal names related to their head. So elephant head, etc., etc., etc. And uh, then it states that he was born uh, uh, with these 18 different heads as a fish, uh, and stayed that way from the time of Shaka Buddha uh, to Shaka Buddha. Uh, and this story uh, we find uh, in the uh, historical recount of the Buddha's uh, teachings in life uh, where uh, the Buddha um, uh, 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 in India, a fish came out of the sea uh, and had eight, these 18 different heads of 18 different kinds of animals. Uh, and there was a crowd that had gathered and was looking at this and trying to figure out what the reason was. A Buddha Shakyamuni arrived uh, and then blessed the creature's mind. Uh, to be able to talk uh, in human language. Uh, and then blessing, uh, after blessing the 18-headed um, uh, fish's mind, uh, the fish started to uh, state uh, that I previously, uh, at the time uh, of, of Kashapa, uh, Lord Kashapa, um, made negative statements uh, toward the, the, the community of learners and those with no more to learn and called them 18 different names. And as a result, I've been living this way from... <laughs> The time of Kashapa to now, which is the time of Shakyamuni, as this eighteen-headed monster, as a, as a result of saying these negative things uh, uh, towards these two types of communities. Uh, so we'll take a short break, exegesis, and uh, we will be back in five uh, minutes or so. And uh, we have cookies. ตาตาเจกกดตาเจตันตุสุสันเจกกดยาบุมดุขะดุยาบุมดุลอจุยมาเรสตะลานาตะนิเจบุเซจากิตะเนรูปะตะมรูปะเกนิตะลงกุจุ
Ruban, Chembo Jubala, Shawadan, Tele Dubi Katu, Katu Shamurong, Sanji Kuzu, Jenda, Majenda, Sanji Kutan, Jetan, Yuba Yinan, Tele, and Sanji Kutan, the Church of Resha, Napoles, and Laju Maris, Jeremy Romaris, and the Lazo Dentis Resha. Shaitan Zukan the Abramus, what in the law was not his other. Nanjuba Chambu, Nanjuba Chambu, Chula, Jahaji, Kushi, Kushi, this Punend, Lenetenda, Lena Rombangawa, Rombanga Give, Zimbi, Sejuze, Shine, Lebala, Shibi, Chuishines, Jetun Jahaji, Kula, Meleba Mess. Maliba man, Hazune, Dinsune, Shuja, 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 Simba so then it says, uh, Thus you should never quibble over the quality of images, despise other for using fine materials for images and the like, or for making them large, discourage their makers from finishing them and the like. Uh, so we need to be very careful. Uh, not to uh, um, state things like the previous story uh, um, and despise others for using uh, good materials or uh, lots of colors and so forth. And then it says, It is said that the great yogi, uh, Shanshu Rinchen, once gave a statue of Manjushri to the elder for him to examine. He asked, How good is this? If it is good, I will buy it with the four gold coins, uh, Ronwa Gar... Rompa Gargewa uh, gave me. The elder replied, Venerable Manjushri's body has no defects. The sculptor is middling and placed it on his head. It is said that he did this the same with respect to all finished images. Uh, so here, um, uh, this is the story of um, um, uh, 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 Rompa uh, Gargewa uh, um, who came to Lord Atisha. Uh, and he brought a statue of Manjushri that uh, um, uh, Shanshu... Uh, hold on one second. Let me, I, let me redo the story here. So this is a story of Shanshu Rinchen who went to Lord Atisha uh, and uh, said that he had four gold coins that were given to him by Rompa uh, Gargewa and uh, he uh, said that he would like if Lord Atisha thought that it was a good statue uh, he would buy them with the four gold coins that he had. So uh, Lord Atisha then took the statue of Manjushri from Shanshu Brinchen and placed it on his head. 
uh, as to bless, uh, and stated that there is no uh, bad image of Manjushri, but the artist is of medium quality. Uh, so here, uh, we shouldn't say, oh, this Buddha is not good, or this one is good. Uh, we shouldn't differentiate, but we can state that the artist, him or herself, is of medium quality, and Lord, and Lord Atisha made this distinction to Shanchi Brinchen, uh, uh when he asked him uh, if it was a good, uh, good Manjushri to buy with his four gold coins. So this is what to do related to the Buddha. Jewel. So this is the section on what to do related to the Buddha jewel. And ハンダラトコアタンスのパチャタンハンゴニョトスケンジェコトロマルソトロダヤビオマレベコアタンサンのおてがまのじしやんでちょじてねペルサチャタバチセベウエジュダロトママルロトマトロントオッケーロトマト
uh, for writings on the teachings, even if they're only four words. So the teachings here are referring to what we find in the Kangjur, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha, and the Tanjur, the authentic Indian commentaries. The information that's contained within those volumes is what we're referring to as the teachings. And it says, even if they're composed of only four words, uh, so we have to respect them in the way that the advice is about to give, even if there's only four words written there. Uh, and it says, you should not pawn volumes of scriptures. So, for instance, if you need money, uh, taking your books or scriptures somewhere and saying, uh, if you give me money, uh, 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 I'll give you these to hold uh, so that you can give me some money. Uh, so this isn't appropriate to do. Um, the next is to treat them as merchandise. Uh, so we have to look at the motivation uh, behind uh, what one is doing. So we found the example of Nalanda Monastery that sells... Uh, um, uh, that sold uh, uh, scriptures, um, but that we're not, this treating them as merchandise is looking at them for one's own gain. That's when the trouble comes. That's when there's a problem. If one is, is treating them as merchandise to gain from it for oneself in some way. And Rinpoche, Garshene, the Chembo Dien Chungo, the Chu, Bechat Song, then Dien Golum. Chembo Din Chung Gar Garisumpre. Chumbo Din. Then Alanda the Be Benzakan, Bechat Song do then Golun Yapo. Yene the Grandu Sanjit Tambata Sanjala Pemichetu and then Chitu Zumba in the Divodo. Okay. Naleta Lapanzo Kondu, Mazu Persian Lapanzo Kondu. Uh, so here, treating them as merchandise, the, we shouldn't look at them uh, for, uh, sell them for, one should not sell them for one's own gain or for one's own purpose. Um, but we find the example of Nalanda Monastery, where the library sold the books, or other Tibetan monasteries uh, where the libraries uh, will sell these books. Uh, here, if the reason for doing so is to uphold the Buddha's truth, or to make sure that people have access to these books uh, where there is not another way to do so, then this makes them not being sold as merchandise, that makes them being sold uh, for a positive motivation. So the motivation behind the selling is the key. Uh, place them on the bare ground or in dishonorable places. So this is anywhere dirty, bare ground or dishonorable places, somewhere that's dirty. Uh, um, bare ground dirty, dishonorable places dirty. Uh, um, carry them together with shoes. So, for instance, putting your Dharma uh, books in a bag with your shoes in the same bag and tossing them over your shoulder and going uh, wherever you have to go. Um, so this is uh, not putting them with your shoes, not walking over the top of them. If there's a book or Dharma, not walking over it in any way, uh, etc. Um, uh, so not with shoes, so not walking, walking over them. It's, uh, it's only specified carrying with the shoes and walking over them, just walking over in general. So there's a story of, uh, Rinpoche said, speaking of shoes, a uh, story of Drone Tompa, uh, who was um, walking in uh, Tibet uh, somewhere, and he came upon a man who was drunk, uh, and the drunk man asked him to carry his shoes. Uh, and so, uh, uh, um, Drone Tompa, uh, this is Lord Atisha's root disciple, Drone Tompa, uh, then said, sure, and threw the man's shoes over his shoulder, uh, and then walked to, they began to walk to the direction that they were both heading. Uh, and then they came upon a huge procession 
with all kinds of instruments and banners and colors and so forth. And the drunk man uh, who had given Drunk Topa his shoes said, what is this big commotion in the distance? Uh, and he said, well, they're actually receiving me. I am Drontompa. And the man became very scared and took his shoes back right away and, and went. Uh, Dig Sung. Okay. So if you're saying I'm not, uh, so if one is saying I am selling these so that I have the money to make more of them, Rimche is throwing asking a question. So if one is saying I'm selling these uh, um, so that I have the ability to make more books, so I have the ability to uh, make more statues, uh, so I have the money to continue this uh, effort, then does this become uh, uh, a negative or not? Uh, maybe it's uh, of, of, of one of the, those middling uh, situations or medium situations. So just to clarify, without the motivation previously stated, but staying it just so we can continue this process, um, uh, then it's of, of medium. Uh, so this is related uh, uh, mostly to uh, libraries or places that sell books. We're saying a library, but it's the booksellers, we would say. But the literalist library. So what they're speaking of is creating an altar that's clean and such as this and placing the books on them in that way, on an altar in a clean place. Uh, so in our own individual uh, houses where we have uh, pictures of depictions of deities uh, and books and all of these other images and so forth, we should heed this advice as well of keeping them in a clean, nice place. Uh, it stated that by respecting uh, the, 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 the Dharma, okay, by respect, if one likes to respect uh, the, the Dharma and so forth, then it increases one's intelligence, it's stated. Uh, but if one, uh, wisdom or intelligence, but if one disrespects uh, the Dharma, then this decreases one's intelligence, makes one stupid or dumber. Uh, we'll get to this later. So, so here at the center, we shouldn't. Uh, we have the uh, prayer books uh, on these tables, and it, it says dishonorable places. So we shouldn't let them fall on the floor. We shouldn't put them on the floor. What uh, is underneath? Hula underneath. So we respect them as they were the real, uh, actual teaching jewel itself. 
so it says, um, treat them with respect as though they were the teaching jewel itself. It is said that whenever Geshe Jingawa uh, saw a, a scripture being carried, so whenever he saw the, the Kongjur or the Tanjur, uh, the, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha or the authentic Indian commentaries uh, uh, being carried, uh, he would uh, stand up with his hands joined together in front of him in a gesture of respect. So he would make, pay homage, uh, uh, make, uh, it's the same word for prostration. So I was just asking Rinpoche, is it, and so it's just the word for prostration. Uh, it would, uh, so he would stand up and, and, and put his hands in front of him in the gesture of prostration. Uh, it's, it says in later life, when he was unable to rise, he would just simply join his hands. So whenever he saw any scripture whatsoever, uh, he would uh, stand up and make a prostration or pay homage. Uh, and then when he was older and couldn't stand up and wasn't physically able to even do so, he would still join his hands together every time he saw a scripture. Out of respect. Now we have more stories. Also, it is said that the elders, so this is Lord Atisha, once encountered a mantra practitioner. So this is in Tibetan, Lapa. So translators note here the Lapa tradition, the white in the white robes. So the, the Tibet, English is now mantra practitioner, but in the Tibetan it says a Lapa, so a mantric, someone who's practicing mantra. Uh, he can't, uh, so Lord Atisha uh, encountered a Lapa uh, in in Nari, Nari, which is north Lhasa, uh, north Lhasa, north of Lhasa, who initially refused to listen to him teach. Uh, so the Lapa wouldn't listen to Atisha when he arrived. Uh, and however, one day the elder witnessed a scribe uh, rubbing a page of the teaching with plaque from his teeth. So he saw uh, the scribe taking the actual scripture and, and, and putting it into his tooth and removing plaque with it. And, and uh, Atisha, it says, unable to bear this, cried out, uh, hey, don't do that, don't do that. Uh, um, so he, he uh, um, uh, made the, said this very loudly, 
uh, and as a result of which the mantra practitioner gained faith in the elder and received the teaching from him. So uh, this was witnessed by the Ngapa, uh, and the mantra, pra mantra practitioner, and then he gained great faith in Atisha because he saw his reaction uh, to seeing the scripture uh, being sullied. Shara so then we find a, another story from the Kadampa uh, spiritual friend Sharawa uh, who said, We are playing around with the teaching in so many ways. Showing disrespect for the teaching and its teachers ruins our wisdom. We are stupid enough now. Let's not create more stupidity. If we become even more stupid, what will we be able to do? Uh, so here, uh, this is saying that uh, um, we are not being respectful in the way that we should be to the teacher and its teaching, as if we are just playing a game or playing around in relation to these objects. Um, and it states that uh, uh, showing disrespect for the teachers and its teachings takes the wisdom that we already have and ruins it. It makes it disintegrate, our wisdom. And then it says, we are stupid enough now, let's not create more stupidity. So here, this word stupid is referring to the stupidity related to uh, the, the stupidity or ignorance. So the ignorance we can divide into two categories, ignorance related to the nature of reality, ignorance related to karma and its results. So we are stupid uh, related to these subjects now. Uh, we have, are ignorant to these subjects now, uh, and it's enough. And why would we wish to become more ignorant, and what would happen if we became more ignorant? Uh, so this is what it's, uh, the, the uh, spiritual friend, Kadampa's spiritual friend, uh, Geshe Sharawa, uh, states um, that it decreases our wisdom uh, um, and since we already don't have a lot of that, we have all these forms of ignorance, uh, we can't afford uh, to become even more ignorant than we already are. Uh, so this is the, the uh, <coughs> advice on what to do related to the Dharma jewel. Mm. So the, uh, uh, the Jay Rinpoche states to be very careful 
uh, not to show disrespect to the teacher and its teachings because it makes our ruins our wisdom. It depletes or makes our wisdom disintegrate. Go away. So we find that there are those who uh, um, uh, understand the, the Buddhist Dharma and the non-Buddhist Dharma, Hindu Dharma and the, 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 school, the Hindu teachings, the uh, teachings in school and have a great uh, amount of wisdom our intelligence related to these various subjects and we find it's a direct result of being respectful to the Dharma. Uh, so this intelligence or wisdom uh, is a direct result of that. So the next you were dealing with the Sangha jewel, those are the jewel of those who's, those aspiring to virtue jewel and uh, what to do related to them. Gajungitatansimbatance, Chetan Dutcher so it says the third prescriptive precept is never to revile or despise members of the community, renunciates, or those who merely possess the symbols of a practitioner of virtue. Someone who is dressed as a monk or nun but has no vow. Uh, uh, nor should you do this to mere symbols, parts of the robes of these uh, practitioners. Um, so um, here uh, it says despise members of the community. So here uh, we'd be speaking of uh, community renunciates. So renunciates are those uh, uh, monks uh, or nuns. Uh, um, and it says, 
and, and we shouldn't revile, despise any of them. So, for instance, saying, uh, I am a Galupa, and, and they are Nyingma, and that's not good, or they are Sakya, or they are Kaju. Uh, there should be complete respect towards all uh, renunciates. Uh, and even someone who is dressed as a, in the robe of a, a monk or a nun, um, and, uh, and one shouldn't say, I'm a tantric practitioner, and they're a sutra practitioner. Uh, so this is being disrespectful to the various forms of practitioners uh, and so forth. There's a story of Drone Tompa, who wherever he would go, if he ever found even like a, a small scrap of cloth, of the uh, maroon or yellow robes, uh, he would pick it up and put it in a very clean place. Uh, and this was out of respect to the uh, Sangha jewel, those who were aspiring to virtue uh, jewel. Then, Dumba Yimba, Dumba Mayimba. Ganuna Radjuan, Ganuna Radjuan, Ganuna Radjuan, Ganuna Radjuan, Santana would have Marbe, Ganuna Radjuan, Chabat Ansu Marbe. Rodosuan Number <laughs> Not uh, so it says, um, nor should you do this to the mere sim symbols, parts of the robes of these practitioners. So then this is the, the story of Drone Tompa, uh, even taking the small pieces of cloth of the maroon or yellow robe that he would find in the streets and putting them somewhere clean. Uh, never in any way divide yourself and others into opposing factions and view the others as enemies. Uh, so here, uh, we need to have respect for the uh, uh, Nyingma, Kaju, Sakya, uh, Galupa, all of these different lineages. And in, in, in Bhutan, uh, Bhutan Rinpoche, Bhutan Rinpoche, 
so Bhutan Rinpoche is the uh, one of the holders of the Kala Chakra lineage, and he states uh, that it's important to understand and be able to differentiate uh, as because these are all the systems of Tibet and all the systems of India, the, the tenant system of the Sakya, the tenant system of the Nyingma, the tenant system of the uh, uh, um, Kaju, the tenant system of the Galupa, the four, four schools, if I missed one or doubled one, I apologize. But to understand and be able to know what these tenant systems are, because these tenant systems that are found, even though there are slight differences, are all exactly the word of the Buddha. Uh, so it's important to understand them and be able to, uh, to, to say this is this and this is that. And, and understand the meaning by being able to differentiate. Uh, and here it says, uh, divide yourself and others in opposing factions. So I'm a Galupa, they're a Christian, uh, we're opposed to each other, uh, they, I'm a Buddhist and they're not a Buddhist. Uh, so one shouldn't, uh, if one goes for refuge, this is related to the Sangha Jewel, uh, then one shouldn't divide oneself and others into opposing factions and view others as enemies. Like, they are good and, and we are not. We, they are bad and we are good, etc. So this shouldn't be created. Um, because these are all, uh, when we, if we look at it related to the different lineages uh, within Tibetan Buddhism, they are all uh, from the Buddha. Uh, so they are all accurate. <laughs> So all of Nyingma Kaju, uh, um, Sakya, and Galupa are all from the lineage of the Nalanda Monastery. Uh, so this is why we show respect. So we find the Nyingma tradition relying on uh, first Padmasambhava, uh, and then Shandarashita, and then eventually Kamalashila. And this is the lineage. Sakya Su. So then that was the Nyingma lineage. The Sakya lineage was called Nalanda Kepa uh, Sakya uh, lineage uh, by the great Nalanda master Nyetu Chuzung. So Nyeten Chuzung. And then the Kaju lineage uh, from uh, Naropa. So Naropa was an Nalanda scholar who was Marpa's teacher. And, and Galupa, we say, Lord Atisha. Because Lord Atisha was a Nalanda Cape uh, scholar. Uh, that's what I forgot to say. Uh, so it, these diff slight differences uh, are, are not of concern. Uh, and then there are differences in the tantric explanations, and this doesn't doesn't really matter. And the the Chinese 
uh, Buddhists are from the lineage of the Nalanda Kepa uh, scholars. Very similar, no? Burma and Thailand uh, uh, also from the lineage of Nalanda. It's what is stated. ハソンクオテペチサジンドイザマルベハソンクオレスハソンクオレスハソンクオレユンテンドバナナネバイハルタキチュンラタムジャスユンテンドバテナギチレテネンボタンセジェモウミトウマルダ ウェンテンダウロセンダウロヨアレセンダウロウェンテンヨアトントウマレスコドジャレコジレスランソンチュンジュアテチュエマレスナンガンダイカザクツカザクツシンキカザクカザツメジンテニャバチュタレスサンジ
uh, any uh, excellent qualities uh, or inferior qualities other than our own. Uh, we, a person knows the person, uh, a person knows his or her own person, but not the, uh, what the mind of another's is. So we can't be sure if another person is a Buddha or not, we can only establish, the person can only establish the person. So I can only establish my own individual, uh, uh, what, is, what is going on in my own individual mind, not in others. Uh, so others could be fully realized Buddhas, I can only realize what my mind uh, is, is going on in my mind. Uh, so we shouldn't scrutinize others because we don't know what their minds are doing. We don't know, it says here, they should not think, I am superior, I am the best, because one can only speak on his or her own mind and not what another's is. So he or she wouldn't know if it, he or she was superior or best. Does that make sense? Thank you. <laughs> so these excellent qualities, uh, of individual excellent qualities, are within one's own mind. We can understand our, what our own qualities are, but understanding someone else's qualities of mind is difficult. So if other beings uh, are the Buddha or not the Buddha, we, we don't know. We can't say for sure if another being is or isn't a Buddha. So in the Pramana Vartika Karika, uh, Dharmakirti states that the spirits, uh, 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 if one, the long yanja surlang, the kaliku, the so it states that we cannot be able to differentiate uh, in the Pramanavartika Karika between beings other than our own mind. So this being is a spirit or this being uh, is a uh, Buddha. We aren't able to be able to differentiate the qualities of another being's mental continuum. We are only able to differentiate uh, the qualities of our own mental continuum. So if we look at it uh, related to the use of correct signs, how we would be able to establish it. Um, we are, so going back to that quote, we're not able to establish with valid cognition whether or not they are or aren't what we think. So we aren't able to establish through valid cognition uh, this. And if we look at establishing valid, valid cognition, and if we look at correct signs and reasoning, there are three kinds of correct signs. Uh, natural correct signs, uh, resultant or fruitional 
uh, correct signs, uh, and then uh, correct signs of non-observation, or observationless correct signs. And if we look at observationless correct signs, there are two categories I don't know the names of, unfortunately. Um, and this, this ability to be able to perceive one, one's other continuum uh, with valid cognition would fall under the category of non observed uh, correct signs of non-observation. Uh, and one of the two forms of those we can look up later in a, a signs and reasoning book if someone has one. Um, but uh, um, so we, this is because of this, uh, because we're not able to establish with valid cognition others continuum, we can only establish what ours is doing. Uh, and this is why we shouldn't disparage others or speak ill of them because we aren't sure of, of if they are Buddhas or spirits or, or what kind of beings they really are. Uh, so the reason for those two are the two, uh, you know, they could be this or that, you know, a spirit or a Buddha. Um, so uh, that's within the, the quote. Um mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So in the, the non-observation, the correct signs of non-observation, uh, is what we would find here. It says, those dwelling in the forest desiring good qualities should not scrutinize others' faults. They should not think, I am superior, I am the best. Uh, um, so we can establish, okay, so we can establish that this fact by uh, using the correct sign of non-observation that we find in the Pramanavartika Karika, that uh, um, we can't observe through valid, co- I understand now, we can't observe through valid cognition uh, that what this person's mental continuum, the disposition is or isn't. Uh, so, therefore, it's a correct sign that we shouldn't scrutinize uh, others by saying, I'm superior, I'm the best, because there's a correct sign of non-observation because we're not able to observe uh, through valid cognition what their continuums are. Th- thanks for letting me kind of work through it, but it's new information for me. Yeah. Decent. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we'll do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Uh, And thank you, uh, everyone. I'll look those two up. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All-powerful Avogateshvara Tenzin Jatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, holder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tujiramichi Gutsi Shapi Denona.